Well, welcome everybody to Crosspoint Fellowship Online. Uh, we actually have the full band with us this morning, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, we're going to uh, sing some songs like we have been every week, but uh, kind of changing up the format and making it uh, more of a full band experience. Hope hopefully you enjoy that. Um, we're in a new series this starting this morning. We're talking about taking up our cross and following Jesus. And so uh, we're going to be singing songs that kind of get us uh, in that in that same vein, and then we'll turn it over to Paul after a couple songs. So we invite you to sing, um, no matter where you're at this morning, uh, in your uh, living room, uh, with your family, uh, just jump in with us, and uh, let's worship God this morning. Baby 
belong to him. The dark tries to hide you and steal you away. Death tries to keep you inside of the grave. The enemy fought, he tried, but he lost. You cannot be stopped. When we cried for freedom, you tore down the walls. The weight of our burdens, you carried it all. Our fears and our failures hang dead on the cross. You cannot be stopped. stand on your victory, we shout as you praise. Miracle maker, your might to save. Awesome in power, relentless in love. You cannot be stopped. Jesus has triumphed over the grave. Sing hallelujah, the battle is won. Nothing can stand against our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There is nothing. There is nothing, sing that. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There is nothing. There is nothing. Oh, there's nothing that can stop our God. No, there's nothing that can stop our God. has triumphed over the grave. Sing hallelujah, battle is won. Nothing can stand against our God. Sing hallelujah, the battle is won. Nothing can stand against our God. 
Lord, we, we love you so much. We, we praise you for you are unstoppable. Um, there's nothing that this earth can, uh, can do to us. There's nothing that this world, uh, with all of its rulers and all of its powers, can throw at you that would thwart your plan, that would uh, disrupt what you have uh, in store for God, uh, God's people, the, the, the chosen ones, the ones that you um, call sons and daughters. Lord, I pray, Lord, that um, more and more people would just be uh, drawn to you during this time as we continue to uh, stay in our homes and, and, and things are opening up just a little bit, but um, for the most part, we're just, um, just kind of, life is different now. And I, Lord, I pray that that causes people to turn to you for direction and for hope. Um, Lord, as we uh, open up our Bibles now and, and look into your word, Lord, help us to know what it means to start to understand what it means to follow you and to uh, count the cost before we just uh, sign up to, to be one of your disciples. Lord, help us to learn what it means to take up our cross, um, Lord, as we start this series. We love you so much, God. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. We're so glad that you've chosen to join us here this morning. Uh, Today, we're starting a new series called Take Up Your Cross. Now, I don't know how many people out there are fans of the reality TV series Survivor, uh, but it's getting ready to enter its 40th season. So chances are some of you out there like the show. 40th season. That's pretty crazy. Now, I think that most of us have probably seen the show at some point in our lives, but if not, the premise is this. You're stranded in some deserted place, you and 20 other individuals, and you have to survive, right? The survivor. That makes sense. Uh, you have to make shelter and find food and pretty much take care of yourself um, completely. And all throughout this, you're having to compete in challenges. And, and the goal is to be the last one standing. And if, if you can be that last person standing, then you win a million dollars. A million dollars. Now, the prize for for being the survivor is great, but the cost is also great. Now stop me if you've heard this before, but Jesus is the greatest prize that any of us could ever, ever hope to obtain. But as he makes it clear himself, the cost for doing so is great. We're going to be in Mark 8.34 this morning, and this is what it says. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. There is so much to unpack in just this one verse. So much to look at here. But the first thing I want to point out is this, that Jesus not only said this to his disciples, but he gathered the crowd to him, bringing the crowd to him. What does this tell us? Well, it tells us that this offer is good for anybody. It's good for anyone, whether you chose to, to click on this link this morning or you accidentally clicked on this link this morning. I want to tell you that right now here today that you can choose Jesus and leave the way that you live your life behind and find joy and life and happiness and so much more. But Jesus didn't just say this to the ones that he chose, right? It wasn't just about his disciples, the ones that he handpicked. It's, it's about anybody who also might choose him. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And make no mistake about it, it is a choice. I'm here to tell you all today that you must choose Christ. See, it says, if anyone would come, let him deny himself. So, so in order for us to follow Christ, we have to deny ourselves. We have to deny our selfishness, our self-centeredness, our, our earthly desires. One author described it like this. Um, 
we're having to to give up our earthly security. And, and this call, it mimics Christ's call in his early ministry that, that he gave to the early disciples in Mark 1, 16 through 20. It says, passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in the boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. You see, just like the disciples had to deny themselves in order to follow Christ, we, ha- we have to do that very same thing. We have to deny our self-interest. We have to deny the things that we are comfortable doing, the things that we may even be making a living doing, if it means that Christ wants us to do that in order to follow him. The choice is much like the one we discussed last week, right? Trading being in control for the yoke of Christ. Trading, making all the decisions in your life about where you should go and what you should do and the things you should buy to let Christ have influence over those decisions in your life. By making this choice, again, we're saying no to selfish interest and we're saying no to earthly securities. We aren't, because I want you to be clear, this is what we aren't doing. We aren't denying our personalities, right? We're not denying our personalities. We're not saying that, that we don't have um, our own thoughts, our own views on the world. We're not saying that we don't have our sense of humor anymore or we, we you know, don't have certain things that make us us. We're not denying that. And, and we're not necessarily denying things, right? And we're not saying that you can't enjoy stuff on this earth, right? Go get you that iPhone. Go, go buy that new car. Um, go on vacation. Do whatever it is that, that you want to do. Enjoy this world, but just as long as it fits in with God's plan for your life. And yes, I'm telling you that he should be involved in even those decisions, even the small ones, in each and every purchase that you make. We aren't signing up to be a martyr. Right, Just because you're saying that you will follow Jesus and, and take up your cross like the verse says, it's not saying that you will automatically give your life for the kingdom or that you'll automatically give your life for the gospel. Now, could following Jesus, could accepting this call on your life, could choosing Jesus lead you to deny yourself of things? Yes, it could. Yes, it could. Could choosing Jesus to follow Jesus wherever he tells you to go, could it end up costing you your life? Yes, it could. But just because we choose Jesus, that, that's, we're, we're not automatically signing up for these things. Because Jesus is telling us to take up your cross, our cross. And today, that's what I'm telling you to do, to take up your cross. You see, your cross isn't my cross. And none of our crosses is Jesus's cross. His cross was one that only he could bear. One that only he could bear. But each individual person out there has a different cross to carry and different things to deny because we all have different personalities and we all have different things that we desire in life. And so God may call us to forego different things in order to fulfill his his goal for our life. And so we have to understand that. 
Well, some of us called to be martyrs. I'm going to go back to that subject because that's one that a lot of people get hung up on. Does this mean that I have to die? That's a common misinterpretation of this scripture. Oftentimes people read this scripture, take up your cross and follow me, and they think that it means that they're choosing death. And that's not at all what we're doing. We're actually choosing life by making this decision. But that's also not what the scripture itself is saying. Now, could we possibly be called to be a martyr? If we look at Acts 7, 54 through 60, I'm not going to read it, but that's the story of Stephen. Now, Stephen is stoned to death because of his choosing Christ, because of him choosing to, to, to pick up his cross and to follow Jesus. And, and again, that's his cross. It's not necessarily our cross or your cross or anyone's cross because no two crosses are the same. No two stories are the same. And when we understand that, we need to do two things. The first thing I want us to do is embrace this. We need to be able to embrace the fact that no two crosses are the same and, and that we're, we're having to, to, to take up our cross in the process. In 2 Timothy 3.12, it says, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. All who desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. See, persecution is just kind of par for the course when you choose Christianity. If you're living out your life the way that Christ would want you to live, if you're sharing Christ, if you're, if you're, if you're sharing your faith, you're going to face persecution because people look at us like we're a bunch of idiots, right? We're serving this God that they can't see or touch. And why would we make this foolish choice? Why would we step out in our faith this way? But we have to understand we need to embrace that persecution is just part of us carrying our cross. And then in Romans 5, 3 through 4, it says, More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. You see, our suffering produces hope. That hope is that we will one day be with Jesus because we're living the life that, that Jesus has called us to live, and, and because of that, there is some suffering along the way. But we have that hope that at the end of the day, we will be with him in paradise. We'll be with Jesus in heaven. So embrace the fact that you have to take up your cross and deny yourself and, and follow him and choose him. And then the second thing that I want us to do, that to, and this is something to avoid, okay? We can't play the comparison game. We can't play the comparison game. If we look at Galatians 6, 4 through 5, it says, but let each one of you test his own work and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Why do I bring this up? Because it's human nature for us to want to compare our crosses. It's human nature for us to want our crosses to be the same, for it to be fair. Well, I did not to deny myself my dream job because God called me to go to another city and help plant a church. Or um, I had to deny myself that vehicle that I always wanted because God has called me to uh, something that, that just doesn't allow me to have the funds right now to afford that. And we want everybody else to have to do, I want so-and-so to have to give up their dream job and to not have their vehicle. And when we see people happy in these things, when we feel like we got the short end of the stick, then, then we become embittered and we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. And the reason we can't play the comparison game is for two, two things. One, you never really know what someone else has had to give up in their life. You never really know what someone else has had to give up in their life or deny themselves to follow Christ. 
We just don't know the complete story. And also, you don't know if they're making that decision. You don't know if they are denying themselves and picking up their cross and choosing Jesus. We have no guarantee that that's happening in their life. And so we can't play that comparison game because what we really need to worry about is ourselves, our souls, our decision-making, our choice. Are we going to choose to follow Jesus to say that you are more important than anything else that I could have? Can you make that choice today? Now here's the thing we need to know about this choice that Christ is calling us to make. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. There's no halfway in and halfway out. There's no I'm going to choose Jesus while it's convenient, but not choose him at other times when I really don't want to. We are fully committed to Jesus or we might as well not try to commit halfway at all. That's just me being frank. That's just me being frank. When we choose Jesus, it has to be a hundred percent. Jesus makes this clear. If we look at Revelation 3.16, says, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Well, Mark 8.34 has these same undertones that are found in Revelation. Now, if we look at the Greek for must deny himself, the term must deny himself and take up his cross, we find that both of those phrases are aorist imperative. What that tells us is that it is a final and complete action. A final and completed action. You see, once and for all, we choose to deny ourselves and once and for all, we choose to take up our cross. There's no halfway with that. There's no laying down the cross halfway along the journey and still expecting the same end result. If you choose Jesus, it is once and it is for all. It is once and it is for all. And that is the best possible choice that we can make. Once and for all, we must deny ourselves. Once and for all, we must take up our cross. It's a definitive decision. It's a decision we make knowing that our circumstances may change. It's a decision we make knowing that it could end up putting our lives in danger. It's a decision we make knowing that we could go without some of the things that our neighbors have. Comfortability, that job we want, those things we think we need. But the life that we receive from making this decision, the life that we receive from from once and for all denying ourselves and taking up our cross is worth every sacrifice that we have to make. That we have to make. And really it comes down to what do you see as more valuable? What do you see as more valuable? Jesus or your wants, your needs, your desires. And if Jesus is more important than those things, then the choice really is a simple one to make. It's to say yes to Jesus. It's to choose Jesus. 
You see, when we choose Jesus, we do so every day. When he tells us to follow him in Mark 8, 34, he says, follow me. In Greek, that's present imperative. What does that tell us? It tells us that it's a present, right now, ongoing action. So right now we choose Jesus. And every time we come up to a decision, we choose Jesus. Every day we're having to choose Jesus. We never stop choosing Jesus. It's our journey. The one thing that we know, that we can know for certain about our futures is that we will choose Jesus. I want you to choose Jesus today. I want you to get rid of whatever barricade or hurdle is in your way that is preventing you from choosing Jesus right now. That may be an addiction. That may be a job that you're addicted to. That may be some sort of obsession or hobby. Again, do we have to be without these things? No, we don't. We can still enjoy our lives, but we need to make sure that we are enjoying life in the context of following Jesus. And it needs to be our goal that nothing is going to get in the way of that. You see, once and for all, we deny ourselves. Once and for all, we pick up our cross and then every single minute of every single day, we choose Jesus. Those things work so beautifully together. If you think about it, it really is so poetic. Saying yes to God is an everyday thing. And when we deny ourselves and we take up our cross and we choose Jesus daily, then we solidify our place with him. And he tells us that that place with him is sitting right next to him at the right hand of the Father. What did he tell the thief on the cross today? I prepare for you a place in paradise. Because even in the last moments of that man's life, he chose Jesus. He chose Jesus. See, it doesn't matter where you are, where you've been, what you've done, how many times you have made the decision to not choose Jesus, how many times you've failed in continuing to carry your cross and, and, and sticking to that decision to pick up your cross. It doesn't matter how many times you've fallen short. It only takes one time to get it right. It only takes one time for you to get it right, for you to experience the same joy and life and freedom that other Christians who have made this choice have. And it's not easy. And Jesus knows that it's not easy. He makes it clear that it's not easy. That's why he gives us the choice. That's why it's not a demand. That's why it's not a foregone conclusion that we would follow this path. If anyone would choose him, then they must make that choice for themselves. I want you to make that choice for yourself today. And it's as simple as telling Jesus that you're a sinner, that you need salvation, and that you want to live from this point on for him every minute of every day. 
If you're out there and you make that decision today for the first time or you have questions about that decision, you can contact me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. And, and I would be happy to have that discussion with you. But this is for anyone, whether you've never made the choice to follow Jesus or you made the choice long ago to follow Jesus. We have to understand that this is exactly what it means, that once and for all we deny ourselves. I'm going to nail this point home if I haven't already. Once and for all, we deny ourselves. Once and for all, we pick up our individual cross to bear. And then every minute of every day, we choose Jesus. And if you're not doing that, there is no better time to start than right now. Let's pray. God, I come to you right now. I thank you for this day. I just ask that you help us to feel encouraged through this message. God, this is not something that we're forced into. It's a choice that we get to make. And I would pray, I would hope that everyone out there hearing this today would make the decision to choose you. Yes, sometimes it's hard. Yes, sometimes we have to go without. There's so many times in life where maybe our will, our, our wants don't really line up with what yours is for our life and, and we have to be selfless and let go of that. But God, just like the survivor, the last one standing, even though the cost is great, the prize is so much better. Being able to be with you in heaven is something that I cannot even comprehend. I couldn't even begin to explain or illustrate. But I know just from your words that there will be no more pain, there will be no more suffering, there will be no more death. There will be joy. There will be joy. God, help us all make the decision today for joy, for life, for love, to give up control, to put on the yoke of Christ, to choose Jesus, to deny ourselves, to take up our cross. We ask all these things in Jesus' wonderful and powerful name. Amen. We're so glad that you've joined us for our new series. We'll have some updates coming up for you here in the coming weeks about our next steps as far as how we're going to approach church here in the coming month or so. Uh, but we hope right now that you're safe and well. We want you to remember that we love you. And please, 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 please make sure that you stay for the remainder of worship. Have a great week.
my all in 
joy my salvation and this hope will never fail heaven is our home through every storm my soul Thanks for being here with us this morning. Thanks for worshiping uh, with us. Uh, remember that, that God is everything that we need. Um, when we decide to follow Jesus, he is our goal. He's our master. He's everything to us. Um, so uh, take what you've uh, heard this morning. Uh, put it into practice this week. Um, remember what it means to sacrifice and to follow after him. And uh, we will see you next week.